The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Finally, um, to let people in behind the wall, you can see uh, our guests this uh, day, the whole show, uh, the great Michael Chiesa. So nice to have you back, buddy. Uh, but we had to wait. It was so hard not to talk to you waiting. Yeah. It feels so stupid just looking at the guests, but we it's not being recorded, so we don't want to blow it off the air. How you doing? Doing good, man. It, this worked out perfect. I'm actually out in Vegas. I worked this weekend, um, so now I'm in this fancy studio. I mean, for people that know me, I live in the sticks, in a stick house, so I've got this fancy studio behind me, and it's good to be talking to you guys. A stick house? What are you <laughs> talking house, about? I should say. I Don't you know house. what happened to the little piggies? <laughs> something made out of fucking brick. The difference is the big bad wolf. He lives in the house. You know what I'm saying? Oh, nice. Fuck yeah, he does. <laughs> I was like, I sound like Chip when I said that. Yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking that you did indeed sound like Chip. Um, Switch ultralights, Matt. <laughs> now you're doing a podcast, also, aren't you? Or no? Don't you? Yeah, do me, me and Paul Felder. We, me and Paul Felder, we do UFC Roundup on YouTube. Um, and we, we do that the Tuesday, we film the Tuesday before the pay-per-view and then we do a recap after. And if you know, but you know, working with Paul, getting to talk to him often is he's the man, dude. I love Paul Felder. Paul Felder. Uh, I still, that, that goddamn Iaquinta fight. Uh, I, I still can't get over the fact that that didn't happen. That, that I, I think I, I, I wanted that fight more than any fight on the card. Yeah. That would be a good go! fight. I can't, I, you know I can't, <laughs> I want it. I want it. Al's fucking killing it, selling houses. I know, yeah, but he's just crushing oh, the game right now. I just saw him, yeah, two days ago. Yeah, I, how's he doing? He's doing good, man. We were, you know, yelling at uh, Aljo. He was sparring and shit. So we That's were good. down there, me, him, old blue eyes, coming oh, yeah. in with a vest that had <laughs> in it to match his fucking eyes, Ray Longo. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So no, we went having a good time. Al, uh, Raging Al is going over to. Uh, he's going to be over there in Abu Dhabi with them. That's you know? good. I love to see that camaraderie, man. That's like, uh, it reminds me of like, um, you know, me and Cecilia, that's like, I'll never yeah. go into a fight without Sam. You love to see the guys that came up together, stick together, especially in those big moments. How is your friend, Sam, Cecilia? Sam is doing good, man. The guy, you know, he's got a little family now. He's got a son, his son, you get this name. You're going to love this. Salvatore Rocky Cecilia. I mean, that's the whole yeah, no pressure on the kid. I hope he better do some martial arts, <laughs> right? But yeah, he's got a family, dude. He's doing good. He's healthy. Yeah, he's doing. Now good. you, yeah, are a newlywed, right? When did you get married? I got married in May. You got married in May. All right now, Back is up. the honeymoon over? How do we feel? Is it good? Uh, we haven't done the honeymoon yet, but we're still kind of in the honeymoon phase. Uh, yeah, we're look, I, I'm kind of waiting to book my next fight before we do the honeymoon because it's always nice when you like you get done with the fight camp, you get done with the fight, and then you take off from the fight to the vacation. So we're kind of waiting right. to see what happens there. Instead of dreading the camp while you're away, we're getting a call in the middle of your honeymoon. Uh, yeah, you, you're probably smart to do that. Get a fight in and then just go yeah, and yeah. enjoy. Kelsey doesn't want to spar me on our honeymoon. So if I yeah. have a fight coming up, I'm like, babe, throw the gloves on. We got to, we got to get some rounds in. I'm getting a little stir crazy. <laughs> now, now, Michael, did you meet your, your wife before or after you got on tough? I met her. This is funny. I met Kelsey Joe 
at the weigh-in dinner before my fight, I was dating her friend. So she, her friend came to watch me and she tagged along. She's a fight fan. And then as time went on, like she was just became one of my really close friends for like five years. Um, you know, and it was like strictly a friendship. And then one day we were both single and I was like, God, you're kind of hot. And you're like one of my best friends. I should just date you. And then boom, next thing you know, five years later, we got married. So now, are you still friends with the ex? Did that wreck up the, did oh, that wreck they, their friendship? No doesn't like us i'm not well, right now <laughs> right now the better first name <laughs> i was just watching you behind the decks the desk yeah. on, uh, ufc uh uh what is it the pre-show post-show yeah. and she's eating a fucking bonbons and she sees you with your wife <laughs> uh, she's upset you ruined are, that poor girl hearts are breaking all over spokane washington with me and kelsey off the market <laughs> i guess so right yeah it's always yeah. hard but it's a friend but <laughs> right Man, that's beautiful, though, man. Yeah. So and I, you, did, you did a nice tribute, by the way. Uh, I wanted to say to uh, Elias Theodoro, that was very nice. Man. On um, Yeah, you said you were going to do it a certain way, and then you just said, fuck it, just decided to talk, right? Yeah, you know, and I don't really do that too much. Um, I like to keep some of that t type of stuff contained. But, um, you know, Matt, you know as well as I do in this business, like it, the, the, the notoriety is great. The paychecks are good. But for me, I just feel like the relationships and the people I meet along the way are the true gift in all of this. And Elias, just my friendship with him embodied that. It's not like I talk to him every day, but every time I saw him, it was just like kind of inseparable, you know, and in um, the jacket, man, that was that was that was kind of a powerful moment for me i i i was literally typing it out on my phone i was going to write a tweet and i was i was typing and it's such a corny thing to say i like to be a little more a little more in depth with my words i'm not yes. to just say oh i'd like he'd give you the shirt off his back i'm like that's everybody says that but i'm yeah. literally typing it out and then it clicked and i was like oh my god i have his jacket and i went in my closet and it was like right when i opened it it was just oh. right there and he gave me that jacket to go to a press conference because i didn't have one and in last minute forrest grabbed me and i was standing with elias from forrest like hey i need you to come do this little press conference for exos and he walked away and i was like i don't have any attire and elias was just like boom take my jacket and i was like that's just kind of who he was and it's it's He's just the type of guy that when he walked in the room, he just lit the room up. Everybody got their, their time with him. He, you always left with a smile on your face and I'm very thankful. It, it's nothing to be sad about. He, he's a warrior and, and I, I cherish the moments I had with him. I definitely had a moment where I was sad, but like, I was like, this isn't what he wants. I should cherish the good moments we had and live my life to the fullest. And I think a lot of people that know Elias would agree did, with that. Did you know he was sick? I had no idea. And that just shows how big of a freaking badass he is. I mean, and for people that haven't seen him fight, I mean, this is a guy, a behemoth at 185 pounds, big physical guy, you know, super tough. I mean, when he fought uh, Tiago Santos, head busted wide open, still, you know, charged him on a straight line. And, and he, it, I think he went, he, he, the way he fought, he went at that, that the cancer the same way. He didn't want sympathy from anybody. Right. He wanted to fight and, and do his thing. And, and uh, I commend him for that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. When somebody dies, you're like, well, they wouldn't want you to be upset. But like, that's what Longo says. Like, I don't want people at my funeral depressed. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'll be roasting you when you're. I'll be up there. <laughs> you still get one last dig in. Yeah. It's tough, man, it's like you want to kind of like cherish their life, but at the same time, you're like, it depends on how close you are with the person. But it's like, oh man, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna be like shooting the shit with that guy again. Yeah. I don't See, I'm yeah, just the opposite. When I die, I want a national day of mourning. I want every <laughs> fucking flags at half staff. I want people unable to continue with their lives. A national I, holiday? I, oh, dude, I want people to go. I'm too upset to work. I'm amazed by people who can like have a disease and not tell anybody. Like the strength it takes to do that, like the inner resolve. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm very weak and I would just never be able to shut up about it. So I'm, I'm fascinated with guys who can do that. Yeah, I am too. I think I'd be somewhere in the middle because it's like if you, for people that don't know Mike Swick, Mike Swick, UFC legend from mm -hmm. the, you know, the legendary season one of the ultimate fighter. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's in remission or what's going on with him, but he's going through some sort of cancer. And, you know, it's good to come out and tell people like, hey, this is it's not like there's a right way or wrong way to do it. But it's right. like I, I like I can I can see both ways of going about it for him. He's like, I'm going at this. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to still train and like, you know, want, wanting to share his story. So it's just how I think to each individual that's going through that, how they perceive what their approach is going to be. And there's no wrong way to go about it. Sure. But just a couple badasses, Mike Swick, Elias Theodore, man, a couple legends right there.
Is Mike Swick out of the uh, woods with everything? I'm not too sure. You know, um, I know he's in the gym training. I know he still looks shredded. You know, the guy is still jacked. Uh, you know, he takes good care of himself. Um, we spoke a little bit about it, but I think he's, I think he's doing all right. You know, I think he's, he's still chugging along. I'm not sure if he's in remission or not. I, I bet if I dug through his social media, I could find out. I'm going to hit him up. Yeah. Uh, hey, what, now what about you? You're 34. Yeah. You know, you're great behind the mic. You know, uh, you got a lot of options, but you're still, you got some, there's some stuff in the basement. You're still fucking fighting. There's still a lot of tread on the tires, Matt. Like it's, it's for one, you know, I've, I've been dealing with the uh, nagging. I've had back problems since 2016. Um, uh. Yeah. So I, I, I had to pull out of the Tony Ferguson fight um, with a ruptured disc. I ruptured my L4, L5, pulled out of my first main event. And then uh, the last six years, you know, I've been, I've been managing and then it just kind of sh- took a shit on me for lack of better words. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that happened like at the very end of February, and the plan was like, I, I, after the Brady fight, I promised my wife and she knows like, you know, I'm a hungry guy. And if I, if I come up short in a fight, I want to immediately like get back in the gym and get another one and get live on the win and not the loss. And I promised her after the Brady fight, I'd take some time off to have the wedding, but I want to jump into a fight right after. And obviously that, that didn't pan out because the back injury happened, but, um, you know, that's why I'm out here. I'm out here in Vegas right now. just getting treatment getting some different opinions and stuff. Um, the goal is to book a fight before the end of the year. I wanted to, the goal. I, I wanted to fight December 17th. Um, but I just, dude, I, I have, I have a lot of years left. I really believe I do Matt. And it's, and it's not me being, you know, ignorant or just, it, I just look at how my body is aside from my back, you know, my chin is intact. Yeah. I've taken a lot of shots, you know, outside the back, my body's good. I haven't had any major surgeries outside the back, the back. Now, listen, man, Yeah, I just got, a, I just got a new knee. Yeah. By the way, Jimmy, I rolled this morning. It was with some of the girls. Not to be <laughs> That's a, right. That's good. You're rolling. Not to be a bully, but, yeah. and I also rolled my daughter. So it's feeling fucking good. I, oh, I saw God. that video, by the way. It was really nice. Oh, my kids. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't get me emotional in front of my, but listen <laughs> to me. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm feeling good. But back to what I was saying, new knee, fucking knee problems i had fucking other issues when i had my l4 l5 my back thing i don't know what shit is with you when i i couldn't brush my teeth and straighten up it was i was immobilized it's soft so what is it with your back that's going on is it the lower back upper? Is it is low back yeah so it was the it was the l4 l5 in 2016 now it's my l3 l4 so um the good thing is you know I'm going to see a surgeon to rule out surgery. If you, you know, I've had people look at the MRIs. They don't think I need back surgery. And I I honestly wouldn't get it anyways. I'd find a way to work around it because I've talked to people that have had the back surgery, particularly DC. And um, he's just like, you know, I couldn't train the same, especially for me. I'm a grappler, dude. I need to wrestle. I need to grapple. That's how my camps have to be. And you start taking away your mobility, you take away your wrestling. So it's not, it's not even to that point. So I think I'll have some answers by the end of the week, but I got a fire to compete, man. I just, I'm still sitting in the top 15. I'm still as hungry as ever. I know I got a lot of tread left on my tires. I, I can't keep myself out of the gym. Um, and I just want to fight, man. I, I, I just believe it. Even the guys, I just don't feel like I've been beat yet. And I know that's maybe that's the fighter in me, but it's like a, yeah. nobody's really shut me out every every moment i've had even for every fight i've had i've had a moment where i could have won so I that just, fight that that reminds me of the fight with sean brady man because yeah. it's like all right wasn't going your way but look at the way it fucking ended ah that must <laughs> right that must have been like fuck give me a minute give me, give 30, me, seconds, give me 30 seconds yeah 30 dude. seconds and i have my victory i mean it was it was it ended so so strong for you in a yeah. tough fight yeah. It's like, ah, a round earlier, a minute earlier. Just but, give me, just give me a main event. Give me five rounds. I'm a five round fighter, dude. I, I know how to get in the red and fight in the trenches. That's kind of where I shine. So maybe yeah. that's what I'll push for. There's fights I want. I like the wonder boy fight. I like the Lee Jing Liang fight. Um, you know, I like the fights in the top 15. So we'll see what happens. What do you think about It's got to be like you're talking about age and having a lot of time left. When you see a guy like uh, Trinaldo, Francisco Trinaldo, was he, how old is he? Is he 44? 44, yeah. 43 I think he's 44. 44. And, and what he yeah. just did, I mean, he lost the Brown fight, but I mean, he's still 
is still an active and dangerous fighter. That's got to be encouraging when you see a lot of guys going up into their early and now mid-40s, I guess through all the uh, the treatments that are available and uh, just maybe certain things changing in training, but it's got to encourage you. Like You could have another good decade of fighting left. Yeah, you know, and I, I don't know if I want another decade. Right. <laughs> I'd like to be out before I'm 40, but fuck if I'm, I mean, if I'm looking like lover to share out there, mm. why would you stop? You know, and it's, yeah, it, the game is changing, but fight, I mean, fight years is a real thing. I think Trinaldo's a little bit of an exception because he has good genetics. I mean, the guy, you just look at his stature. I think the, he's born with the six pack and, and buys and tries. Yeah. Exactly. But like, Gosh. look at Rory McDonald. He retired at 33. But that's because he started fighting professionally at 16. You know, fight years, it's not, they don't really compare to your age. You can be, you could be 33 years right. old, but in fight years, you could be fucking 70 because you've had too many fights. So, what is he doing, by the way, Rory McDonald? Do you know? I think he's in like the Bitcoin game. I think he does the cryptocurrency thing. And, you know, I think he had a lot of big fights and he's probably doing well for himself. Um, you know, I, I think that he said in his retirement, like he really is looking for the next challenge in life. Right. And that's good as a, I think a lot, a lot, a lot of fighters don't have that in their mind where like, they don't look beyond fighting and maybe you don't necessarily want to, cause it's like a reality you don't want to face. But like when a guy like Rory's like, you know what? I'm 33. I'm done. I'm ready for the cha next challenge his life presents me. It's like, you know, just by that statement, he's going to land on his feet and he's going to be just fine. Bitcoin. Yeah. I, and I know Ben Askren uh, is really uh, into it, but I'm such a stupid asshole. I bought it at like 60,000. I bought all the spent some money and then it's down at 19. So I really, I'm always late to life, the party. Right? Isn't that what they say? Hodel? Hold on for yeah. your life. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold on, but yeah. I mean, it's just, I have a feeling it's going to get ugly. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talking about fights, even though we're not, I'm just sorry. I'm trying to say, <laughs> sure. I, you like the way I segue? Oh, you can I like your segue. About phone booths. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But, uh, hey, the 209's got a new member in the oh. UFC. Yo. Yo, what is it? Is she a Diaz sister? She looked, holy shit, man. Hey, uh, I, uh, Chandler, what? Give me her. Give me her. Chelsea. Chelsea Chandler. Chelsea Chandler. Right? Yeah. Chelsea Chandler. Holy shit. Uh, it's funny because it's close to Chelsea Handler. That's the yes, yeah. right, <laughs> right. It is the one I was dating Fifty Cent. You know, yeah. Uh, Chelsea Chandler, what yes. a badass! What a fucking badass! Even even the way she's doing, I believe it was her left or her right, the lead left hook. It was, I mean, she was fighting like a Diaz brother, dude, and uh, she trains under Caesar Gracie and also. Shit, who's the Roman? Who's the Sam oh, guy? I oh, know. Um, I know you're Foreign talking about. It, no, I know who you're talking about. It's on the tip of my brain. Too. Well, I think it's Roman something. I can look it up. Like, Roman Chavikian, Chavikian. Something like that. But it's definitely, I think it's Roman, but he's a Sambo guy. So she's got these like these old school trainers that trained the Diaz brothers. And I'll tell you right now, if they said, oh, he's our younger sister, I'd be like, oh, I'd believe it. Because even her demeanor and everything, she was badass. Yeah. I like I like when like I'm watching the card and also I'm like, why don't I'm watching the prelims? Yeah. And uh and also I get surprised by like, who's this? And then yeah, where does this come from? And I, I'm not sure of her record. Do we know her record? Five and one. Five and, and uh, one that now. was uh yeah, I wanna know in the UFC in five and one. Well, I like it because it's the only as you know good as your fucking dance partner. And uh the uh, help me with that. Oh, Julia Stolyarenko. 
Yes. Yes. You know, she, she she was, you know, looking good. Wait a second. She's one in five in the UFC. Oh, Julia is. Julia. Oh, is that right? One in five in the UFC. Is, it, is that a mistake? No, because she's, well, she's 10, 8, and 1. She, she won. She beat just beat Jessica Rose Clark before she I'm re- look at Look at our notes, please. One I'm, in five. Uh-oh. You better not have a pulled into fucking Antonio there. Well, hold on. <laughs> if she's 10, 8, and That's 1, correct. that means she was 9 and oh, yeah, 3 she when is. she entered. Yeah, she wow. is 1 in 5. She well, must she have thought right they don't even have the right picture for her. That's that's Leah Letson. <laughs> that's Leah Letson. Jake the mighty ginger. <laughs> that might not be his fault, though. He might have Jake might have just copied and pasted. Yeah. See, blame ESPN. OK, yeah. ESPN fucked up. Blame ESPN for that. Right. Um, but yeah, yes. dude, you want to talk about a badass and then what a shot of life into 145. You know, she's a 45. Yes. She's a true 45. She's big. She's a little green. I think it took her a little bit to settle into the fight. She looked a little yeah. bit uncomfortable, you know, a little, the, the lead hook was good, but you could tell she's a little f- afraid to commit to her right hand. Um, but yeah, I mean, just power, power. I mean, every punch she landed in her ground and pound was just like, and it was very reminiscent. You're going to like this comparison. It reminded me of when Gaethje fought Ferguson, not to that. Remember when they fought and it was just every punch that it sounded like someone slapping two stakes together. Yeah. yeah. Apex was empty, and you could hear when Chelsea would land that ground and pound, it had some thud to it. And it's a good addition to 45 because I think that they were getting pretty close to closing up shop there. I mean, there's no aside from Norma Dumont and uh, Nunez. I don't really think there's very many fighters at 45. So good shot of life into that division for sure. But but what's interesting is that she said that with a proper camp, she liked to fight at 135. But she 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 jump right back in at 145, if I remember correctly. I think you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, she's a big girl. She looked big. Like she looked like a true 45 or so. I mean, and not to mention, and not, not to sound like a jerk, but there's easier fights at 45 than 35. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, she could, she could get herself right into a title fight in a couple fights. Well, I like, I like, I like that. I like, I told well, Jake, the mighty ginger, you can confirm this. I texted you yesterday. I go, let's get her on the show. So sometimes some people just like, they get my, you know, there's great fights every card, but sometimes there's that fighter that has that little fucking just something. Yeah, yeah. Oomph. Something there. Yeah. A little oomph. Yeah. Like a little, like a, like a, like a, like a hey, first of all, Guido Gennetti. Oh! <laughs> oh, Guido. How the fuck? Guido, let me tell you something. 42 years old. And Randy Costa, could you please, in this picture, in this picture on the fight sheet, Good-looking gentleman. Very yeah. good-looking good kid. Yeah. You see him fight night. He looks like a good-looking gentleman in a disguise because he had one of those fucking – it's the same guy, but he has a fucking <laughs> muscle man, fucking handlebar mustache. It's like, if, it's like, like if Wyatt Earp was a hipster, yeah. that would be really Exactly. Awesome. It's like, yo, this don't fit. What the fuck? Who right. else had that mustache? Who, who else had Eddie that? Wineland had It was one. Eddie Wineland. Yeah. I think there was someone else. Someone it's else not a good-luck mustache. It it's a good mustache. No, mustache. it's almost like you deserve going for the gunslinger look, though. You know, he probably watched Tombstone during fight week and was like, "Screw it, dude! I'm shaving a freaking mustache." Yeah, I want to be like white. I'm Huckleberry, and then things went south. Yeah, absolutely. Guido Canetti, break out the fucking cannolis, guy. Dude, this seriously, is phenomenal. For, I love it, that. We have the three, the three of the five oldest fighters on the UFC roster on the same card. Olenek, uh, definitely Olenek. Why is, is Olenek forty five? Olenek's 45, Trinaldo, and Guido. And then in, in Latifi's like an honorable mention because he's 40. Yeah. That was not the most exciting fight between those two. Really? But it was still, uh, yeah, not the, I would I say not a barn it. burner. <laughs> it, Rashad, Rashad had a good nickname for Latifi. He called him Ilier Labifi. <laughs> his Labifi. <laughs> yeah. And his neck, you, Matt, you, we, had him, we had him on last week, and you, Matt, his neck really is a, it's a thing of awe. I There's know. not a neck. It's no, the, it's lack, not. the lack of a neck. But you know what doesn't look good? See, Olenek is awesome when he wins. Yeah. Like, oh, look, he's playing everybody. He looks like, but when he doesn't win and then between oh. rounds, he's laying down and somebody just watching <laughs> like, what is, is that? It says he's 45. It, I'd be doing the same thing in there. Like, he's, yeah. he's acting like he's 45. He's laying down in the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right, there's one thing to play possum. 
And there's another thing to just be acting like an old man in here. It's fucking weird. But there's it's also a, the thing with him, though. Language is not good. <laughs> he's still not getting knocked. He's getting knocked out. And, he's, and there's also the thing of, hey, I'm 45. What the fuck do you want from me? It's almost like the attraction is because he's still dangerous at 45. Like, you know, he can still strangle somebody. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how many more of those he can with do. With the right matchup, though, he's not getting knocked out now. But it's like, look who you fought in your last two fights. You know, I love the TV. That's my yeah. boy. He can crack with the best of them. But... That's not a no knockout guy. Jared Van Vandera was the last guy he fought. Yeah. He, you know, that's another guy, not not a good fighter, but not a known, you know, knockout artist and heavyweight. You know, you get up at the top of the heap, those guys can shut your lights off. Who was right before Vandera? Uh, but not, but uh, not to get back to, not to just throw it right back to Kennedy real quick. Yeah. You should, though, because I love talking about Guido because I love his name. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Uh, listen, in the fight game, excuse me. When people make it a fucking relaxed sparring session, that might be good for your head, but it's also sometimes really good for your opponent's head too. You get little instances where mm. you gotta fucking jump on somebody because you might not get that chance again. I'll tell you right now, Randy Costa, he knows jujitsu. He doesn't yeah. suck. You don't think he's got his back taken, but he saw an opportunity, Guido, yeah. where he hit the floor and he jumped. He went on his back and he chased that fucking back. He didn't even get it. It was like a whoa, whoa, whoa. He went to look around them. They were doing a little three stooges. He did not give him a chance to recover. And no. that's what the fight got, it didn't even get started. I mean, a minute in, he fucking jumped on him. Well, that fight was going to end in the first five. I mean, the first five minutes, someone's, I thought someone's going to get their light shut off. And Costa, I mean, he trains Joe Lozon. That, that's as good of a, uh, yeah. a jiu-jitsu coach as you're, you know, he's a phenomenal coach. He's a, he's a tremendous fighter. And like you said, Guido, just like, very being very opportunistic like you see that opportunity costa is proficient on the ground but you stun him it's the same thing as if you stun someone someone with a punch you're like i'm gonna skip the wrist trap in the process i'm gonna jump right on the submission you can really stun a guy with that and it was good for him to get a win like that where, where does joe train him um in massachusetts I think. it is okay i know he's from yeah. from the boston area i don't know if he's still yeah. there did you guys, what did you guys think? Uh, watching uh, uh, the Dern uh, Shannon fight, what did you think of? Uh, why am I so tense when I watch her fight? Like I, watching Mackenzie Dern fight, it just, uh, it's just, it, it just seems like every moment uh, is uncomfortable for whoever she has a hold of. I think it's there's a lot of skill with Mackenzie Dern, but there's she's pretty wild on the feet. Like when she jumps into these exchanges with her chin high. I go, I can uh, kind of tense up a little bit. Like, oh, here we go. There's a couple of times she got cracked and Yanan can crack. She yeah. can, she's got laser beams for straight punches. I mean, she hits with the best of them and like, boom, she would snap Mackenzie's head back and, oh, you know, you're kind of tensing up and it's, uh, she's got an exciting style, but I just feel like it's when she just kind of jumps into the fire, you kind of tense up a little bit. I love Perillo in the corner. And I also love, I think he was going into the, uh, fifth, where, where he goes, okay, you know you're down. And I think Mackenzie said 3-1, yeah, 3-1. Like, yeah. she really knew where she was at, and I, I love the fact that they were both so realistic about how that fight was going. Because um, it was one round, I was like, I wonder if they gave that to Mackenzie. Uh, but they didn't, and I'm glad she saw it, too. Yeah. It's such a difference when she gets it down. The hard jiu-jitsu is a, so good. First of all, we should add that she has a very good chin. And yeah. she's not, she'll get hit and not... Fucking, it won't take the steam out of her. She'll still go forward as long as she's standing. You know, I think one time in the fight, she got kind of shook, if I remember correctly. And she also has the ability to go to her back if she ever gets shook, you know, a la Charles Oliveira, because they have that fucking guard that nobody wants to be in. I love, man, when she got that, re first of all, I picked second round sub. So when she was attacking her on the ground in the second round, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I was going so crazy. I'm like, this is it. This is it. Fuck you, Jimmy. I might have yelled that. Sorry, Jimmy, because you were choosing uh, Jan. So she I, was on her. On her. Every, I like how she got on top. I like, I know she has to get better with the wrestling. You were making that point, Michael Chiesa. And yeah. I, I, I agree with that. She does. I think that's because I think her hands are, are, are good enough to, to close the distance and uh, she has good awareness, that is pretty much the missing piece. But if you don't have that by now, she does use unique ways of getting on top by attacking legs, going to the back, next thing you know, she's on top, attacking subs. That fucking Uma Plata was so fucking, oh, I loved it. 
I was waiting for her for go for the rear naked choke. She'll do. She did that in LFA. She had an omoplata and reached over the girl's neck and like short choked her while she's. Imagine getting omoplata and someone's pulling on your neck. Like that's just terrible. Fucking excellent. Do you do you think? Sorry, Matt. Do you think? I want to ask you guys' opinion. Do you think that Jan uh, at the? I think it was the end of the fourth where uh, didn't it look like Mackenzie was having a ten eight round um and i think that that last few seconds one of the judges i think gave it to her uh because one of the judges has a, a draw and i was like i wonder if that last surge by jan at the end of i i want to say the fourth round the last 15 or 20 seconds where she just got on top and did a little ground and pound saved her from a 10-8 round there yes well i'm gonna backtrack and say one thing about mckenzie and then i will tell you my opinion on that for one <clears throat> i talked to jason after the fight he said that she does work on like she works with like collegiate type of wrestling and i said if i was to give my opinion and i don't want to offend anybody and you're a tremendous coach like you've been a huge missing piece for her jason's amazing coach he's got oh, look yeah. at the stable of athletes he's had cheeto Rockhold. uh you know he coached a, the middleweight champion mike bisping uh i said she needs an mma coach she needs like a guy that knows how to get a fight she's a forward fighter she needs to know somebody that knows how to wrestle the fence like you need to find an mma coach that knows how to wrestle on the fence. She doesn't need to learn ankle picks in, in high school, collegiate type of wrestling. She needs to learn how to MMA wrestle. And I do think that in that fifth round, uh, to what you were saying, Matt, if she didn't go for the arm bar, I think she would have won the 10-8 round. But that's not how Mackenzie Dern, she wants to finish. She, she sees a limb hanging. That is like instinct. It's almost like a natural born instinct for her for how long she's been doing jujitsu. If somebody puts an arm out like that, she's going to jump on and take it. So I don't give her any flack for taking that right. chance because she could have finished the fight. And even if, she, even if she stays on top, she doesn't win. You know, so it, you want, you're not getting your win bonus. So you might as well sell out and go for the arm bar. Wait, was that the fifth round that I'm thinking of? The ten eight was that? Was that the fifth? So the ten eight was the second, and then a lot of people think the fifth would have been a ten eight if she didn't fall off. If she didn't drop. The, off the fifth top. is the one I'm thinking of, though. Uh, the fifth yeah. is the one I'm thinking of where she. Yeah. Uh, okay, I didn't realize they gave her the, a ten eight in the second. I thought maybe one of the judges gave her the ten eight in the fifth. Okay, one judge gave her the ten eight in the fifth, and then the other two didn't. Okay, she, she had to go for broke. You know? Yeah, you got to say you're not getting your win bonus with the draw. Right. So you might as well go. You might as well attack the limb. And that's the way if you're going to go out, that's the way you want to go out. Attacking, attacking, not holding on and saying, well, I survived. Right. Yeah. It was just like, give me, give me an inch. I'll take a fucking yard. She was looking for any little bit to, to latch on to anything. Uh, speaking of the onto, uh, speaking about latching on. Latching on. Here we go. Brendan <laughs> Allen. Fired up, Matt. Brendan Allen with Chaco was uh was fucking awesome because yeah. uh Christoph Jocko has very good grappling himself. So yeah. I like how uh when he got on top of Allen, Allen after a uh, failed kick or a slip, I should say, uh Allen right away was just going for that fucking arm like a fucking savage. But he went almost into like an umaplata and you know, when you don't, when you go for an umaplata, you just have the near side, the arm that's closest to the body has to be able to make sure he doesn't pass over you. Yeah. So I believe if he just had that, he would have yeah. got on top and maybe got to finish earlier. But, uh, but Jocko is very, he, he's squirmy. Yeah. And uh, I like the use of the lockdown on bottom. And then again, Sweep was a, nice. This a was well, really nice. A well-timed umpa. And yeah. umpa reversal, a well-timed yeah. Oompa or trap and roll. What's it? What's an oompa? What's it? What's it? What it's is like it? a trap and roll. It's like a bridge, basically a bridge and roll over your shoulder. Okay. okay? And he had right. in in yeah. Allen had the overhook, right? So he yes. had the lockdown overhook. Yeah, basically just lock down their one side and just roll them over. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a, like a bridge. And when he yeah. does that, I don't know. He had the lockdown open at that point. I think it was more of a feet on the floor bridge. I obviously yeah yeah, yeah. but because uh, it wasn't like an elevator sweep or anything. It was mm. like a timed oompa and then he got on top and i'll tell you man brendan allen i love his jujitsu man he's a he's one of those big guys that really knows how to flow top bottom and uh and i'm and i'm happy for him i thought that was great when he's know? putting it together well when he got oh. in the ufc he really shined as a grappler i mean his first win his first ufc fight was kevin holland subs you know super tough kevin holland yeah and he showed his submission skills and he's evolved since being at sanford really started to shine as a striker but i I like the way he's putting it together. And now, I mean, this guy's 26 years old. He's 20 and five. I mean, what a wealth of experience at that age. Gee, that's 25 pro fights at 26. Like that's, I don't even think I have 20. That's crazy. Yeah. Daniel Gracie was in the corner. No, I heard Daniel. In there. 
Yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to Philly now, man. That's the hotbed. The only person from Philly to come on tour is Pat Sabatini. In in the the home team's been undefeated thus far. That's yeah. true. And I believe Daniel Gracie has a new jujitsu school in Las Vegas. I'll give him a little plug. Daniel yeah, Gracie, jujitsu, whatever. Yeah, Sabatini. Just who who did he tap to? It was uh... yeah, Damon Jackson. Yeah. And you know what? Damon Jackson was going through the the whole. Oh, death. his brother. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think there's a man on earth that could have beat him on that night. You know, that's just a man possessed type of situation. You know, uh, and I, if you're talking about latching on to stuff, Matt, let's talk about Randy Brown latching onto that fence. I know, Trinaldo. <laughs> Didn't Trinaldo? Trinaldo <laughs> latched onto it. That, that, that bothered me. Wait, oh, was it, it, it was Trinaldo or latched on, right? It was, it was Brown. Yeah, Trinaldo versus Brown, Brown and Brown latched on. Not only that, no oh, one's Brown that latched on, right? Yes, it's exhausting. That's exhausting. And you're doing that to a fucking 45 year old guy. Yeah. Randy Brown. I don't like that there wasn't. Listen, it's an instinct. You can't really. Yeah. You know, it's not like I did it five times. He did it once. Once, but it was so deliberate. It was, it was so, so like he was going down and he pulled himself back. It's like, dude, you didn't just grab. Like you, some people clinch and like kind of put their fingers in the fence. Like no, you went and pulled yourself back into position. You know, it's <laughs> funny. I, I was thinking the other night, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, I'm watching. I'm watching uh, Keith Peterson let a fight go a little bit. Go. Yeah. You're giving him every opportunity. I'll tell you, Keith Peterson. Give I know Dominic Cruz is sitting there like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, he's like biting his tongue. Yeah. Like, mm. Mm. He wants to fucking say something. Oh, dude, know, he did. He did. Professional. It was Castaneda's fight versus Santos, which is a fucking Oh my God, dude. I was like, yeah. how is this Santos guy standing? What is in the water in Brazil? And then he says in the post fight, he's like, I get hard, hit harder weight. I get hit way harder in practice. I'm like, how the fuck are you guys practicing, dude? Castaneda was hitting him with bombs and he stayed up. But yeah, you know, Dominic was chewing on his cheek. Should they have taken a point from uh, from Randy Brown? It was Annex, yes. you know, made that uh, comment about, uh, I guess, pull, pull your, your testicles out. out, which is not like a typical Annex comment. I guess that really bugged him. Well, um, Annex a passionate, he's yeah. passionate about these fights. I mean, and he, Wait, what did he, he say? Tell. He said, pull your testicles out to the ref that he should have taken a point from Randy on Brown the broadcast. That's awesome. Yeah, John Annex a great guy. He's great. but yeah, in those in those types of cases, man. Yeah, you gotta take a point. That was that that fence grab changed the trajectory yeah. of the round. Or at least if you're not gonna take the point, pause it, warn him, and then put him on the ground because he literally was going down to the ground and like uh, pulled himself back to life. You know, that's my next question. What position? Because you don't know exactly how he's gonna fall. If if they are gonna position you on the ground, what position would he have put him in? Would, would he have been on his hands and knees? Would they have put him on his back? Well, see, now that you say that, you know, I'm going to retract what I said. Maybe you shouldn't put him on the ground. Maybe the thing is to take a point, you know, that because that is that would be the problem. Like, OK, I, Trinaldo could have argued I would have landed in side mount and Brown could said, well, I would have landed in guard. And then he said, yeah. that's yeah, a rough one. Michael Chiesa. Yeah. If that's you try tough. to look, if you if you put them on the ground and that guy gets elbowed and loses, they can be like, I fucking ref. Yeah. And the ref's going to go, I heard it on unfiltered. And Kiesa said this. I would retract that right away. <laughs> do you guys as fighters, do you like, because you'll hear sometimes the announcer say something about something somebody's doing. And I know Tony Ferguson, I, I think it's a little irritated. Uh, yeah. did, did you ever hear something about yourself when you're rewatching a fight with commentary that you really either were offended at or that it pissed you off or that you wanted to talk to the guy about? No, you know, here's the thing, man. I, for one, I have pretty thick skin. So, you know, if you're having a bad fight or things aren't going your way, fine. Yeah, I mean, you got, I fought RDA with Bisping on the commentary. Imagine how that went. You know, oh, Kiesa, look at him. He's not, he doesn't even want to fight. He just wants to wrestle. Like, I don't care. And, <laughs> and it's like, for, there's there's so many things that, that play a part in that. Like, Bisping having a bias over somebody or, you know, you know, if, if DC's commentating Duran's fights or something like something that they're not doing intentionally, but it's almost instinctual. And for me, I just know how it is in the broadcasting world. You're always going to piss somebody off. I mean, imagine doing pre-fight. You have to pick who's going to win. So you pick who's going to win. And then the guy that, you know, you picked against sees you the next day. He's like, yeah, yeah. Thanks for picking against me, asshole. I'm like, I'm just doing my job, buddy. I don't <laughs> You're never going to make everybody happy. You know? Yeah. Michael Bisping just, I think, talks and whatever comes, and it's uh, he's fucking great. He knows how to talk. He's yeah, great on yeah. the fly. Well, there was one commentary when DC is saying something, and he goes, yeah, and that's because the guy's wearing the gi and this and that. He shouldn't wear the gi and the thing. And also Michael Bisping, without skipping a beat, goes, 
There's not a gi on the planet that could that could that could that you could fit in, DC. <laughs> And he, and he goes, oh, man, Michael. And he goes, and now he's, he's talking about that. He just didn't stop. He just threw that fucking KO at him. Yeah. And, and TC's like, what? what? <laughs> I think Bisbee's fucking hysterical. But speaking yeah. of that, speaking of that, me being a former fat guy. Oh, my, the abs. I had to stretch my leg. I had yeah. to stretch my leg. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, You're sure it's just my shirt. point is this. Yeah. I'm on TRT. I'm pissing hot. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I fucking love it. I'm jealous, dude. I tell I people all the DC, time when I'm retired, I'm going to join you. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to. No, you're t- listen to me. You put on a few pounds. What are you fucking six, three? Oh, six. Yeah. You're, you'd look, if anything, I would look, he's a little husky. I'm a, I become a meatball. I'm five, six. I'm, I walk around six, five. I'm very what does TRT keep you from putting on weight? What exactly does it do for you, Matt? It's testosterone, bro. But you got to go. You got to go. <laughs> the fucking found of you. Look at me, Jimmy. I know. It makes, it makes you want to I take was, it. I was a chubby guy. Jimmy. Oh, come on. I'm telling you. No, I mean, you're fat. I think DC should go get checked. Yeah. And if his levels are a little low, get on that. Yeah. Just do some wrestling. Dude. I, you think I'm on the fucking elliptical every day? All I do is roll and teach. And when I'm not maybe, maybe you should do an ADCC super fight then, Matt. Yeah, let me get my knee warmed up a little bit and see what yes, they yeah, want to offer some cheddar. Yeah, that's know. a good idea. Let's hit so that wait, Mo what I got Mo? Give my boy Matt a match. Let's go. I got three kids. If that? I stop taking, let's say I start taking it, okay? Yes. I, I just go to the gym casually. I'm not, um, not Jimmy, because it's going to get you a little hairy. Yeah, nah, yeah, I don't like that. I'm very you get a angry. You need a little, little. Yeah, I, I'm too small to be angry, <laughs> Jimmy. I'm telling yeah. you, though, Jimmy. I'm not hairy. I feel, Jimmy. Yes, <laughs> you like a little hamster. Listen, to me. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I'm telling you, it is, but you got to get checked because you'll be, you, have yeah. to, you have to give blood once in a while. Right. You know, you don't want your blood getting too thick and stuff like that. No. Because it adds to some red blood cells, whatever it is. I want to Where else am I getting my blood taken every seven weeks and they're saying, all right, this, that, the other cholesterol. It's a fucking good thing. Is it bad for your heart, though? Because I, I take a little something for the cholesterol. Not much, but. Oh, by the way, how's fucking Final Destination Dana doing? <laughs> Listen to me. What is the problem? Hey, yo, Final Destination. Listen, the guy's uh, Jimmy. The guy's got. He a looks creepy, good though. He's got well, a creepy you, crystal ball. Would you want to know? About ten years. Would you want to know? Would you go see somebody and be like, "Hey, would you go see a specialist?" That's like, "Hey, you can go see this guy, and he'll tell you when you're gonna die." Would you do yeah, it? I don't want to fucking know. Right out of a movie. That no, a I don't want to know. I don't want. No. What if he? What if he? What if he does your blood test and he just look, gets the paper? And he's like. Oh, I have real bad news. You got like a month left. <laughs> like, I would oh, love to know that. It's, it's not <laughs> I don't predetermined. Want to know that. In most <laughs> cases, it's, it's not predetermined in most cases. Like with Dana, it's like, hey, man, if you keep doing this shit, this is what you got. But if you switch, you could live a lot longer. Like that's what you want the butt. Like without the butt, it's morbid. But if you can get the butt, well, you, you don't need the butt to know. It, it, for one, Dana loves candy. The guy he lives off of sour yeah. patch kids, I swear to God. So for one, you eat a little Stop spinach, candy, yeah. that go a long way. So, you know, Dana, you could have hit me up. I could have charged you half and told you to eat some spinach, you know. I wonder what this candy guy, and you're good. Who is this doctor, huh? Who <laughs> yeah. is this fuck? Is he going to be like, look, man, you got 10 years. 10 years unless you take fucking shim sham. He's going to have some fucking thing. Take this fucking drink and I'll tell you, you'll be fucking pissing lightning. I mean, who knows? Jeez. You know, get the fuck out of here with that. What is he? I mean, come on. What are you checking your blood and you know when you're going to fucking die? He's been giving you an estimate. You've been right. How many times has this guy been right? I'd love to know what's his record. Doctor, hey, Doctor Notre Dame. How long? How many people <laughs> is what yeah. I want to know. Anyway, let's you get probably back. see. I bet you. I bet you. Josh Fabian knows that doctor. Your boy Josh Fabian knows who that doctor is. Who the yeah. fuck is that? Wasn't he Diego Sanchez's trainer? <laughs> I bet he knows who the doctor is. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What a shame about Tabitha Ritchie's fight. That was all. Yes. Which one? Tabitha Ritchie. Yeah. Yeah, her fight fell Jessica off. Penne. Yes, she was sick. Got her a bottle of water. You know? And Jess- Jessica Penne, she's 39 years old, Jimmy. Yeah. You know? You don't see that. I mean, outside of Sarah McMahon, you don't see a lot of fighters. And, and a lot of I feel bad for Sarah McMahon. Aspen Ladd had too much pudding. And poor, poor Sarah McMahon. <laughs> Goes through a camp, the other girl's fucking eating a pudding, and she doesn't make money for the third fucking time. How yeah, much does the fighter get if that happens? The, meaning the fighter who didn't fuck up and who's ready to fight. I think that the person that weighed in gets their show money. I okay. think that that's the that it within wow. the contract. If you show up and you make weight, then you hey, get man, there yeah. you go. Hey, here's the loser's purse. Yeah, they should get the other one's show money also. Yeah, that's you know? the yeah, and her pudding. Yeah, come on, lad. Talking about weight misses too. Would you? What were your thoughts on the whole Chimaev deal? I heard it was a doctor's. St- I, I heard that because he was too. Yeah. Even he wouldn't be so arrogant to go out eating the night before after missing by eight or, or seven and a half pounds. I heard it was he was having problems and the doctor told him to stop cutting. So I suspect he knew he had the Kevin Holland fight and it just hadn't been announced yet. That's what my guess is. Um, but I heard it was the doctors told him to stop cutting, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I had heard. I had heard it was during the weight cut. I yeah. think it was, I heard, it, it, here's the thing, dude. <laughs> and I know, it, I was talking to Paulie about this. Dude, you know, and Shemayev knows, and his whole team knows, the second that you bring the doctor up, when you are cutting weight, it's off. It's never going to go through. You're, they're never going to come up when you're a big guy like Shemayev coming down to a low weight class come in and see you fucking dried out with your cheeks stuck in your abs bulging out every rib showing like it's a fucking xylophone and you're laying there dying. Like they're not going to look at your vitals and say, well, you know what? Just get a little night's rest and you should be good in the morning. No, they're doctors. You are compromised. Right. They're going to say you need an IV. You're done cutting weight. The team knows it. Chemayev knows it. All the guys around him know it. When you bring the doctor up, the cut is off. That is basically you throwing in the towel. I've been there. I miss weight and I refuse to bring the doctor in because I'm like, I am going to go down swinging if I'm actually going to miss weight. And he didn't go down swinging. Did he bring the doctor in or did somebody say, doc, take a look at him. His team did. Or, you know, either way, it's still, it's it's his decision. And it's like, I don't know. I just. So you think the doctor, sorry, but you think the doctor is the way of going, Hey, they told me to stop. Like, so you think the doctor is almost, it's a, it's a good out. Yeah, it's, right. I okay. mean, it, dude, for Paul, I mean, me and Paul were talking about this. And Paul, you want to talk about a guy that knows about tough cuts? I mean, the guy made 55 on five days' notice. Right. How do you think he felt? He probably felt as, think about this. Chemayev had a 10 week camp to, to miss weight. Paul Felder cut, and he's a big 55 or cut to 55 on five days' notice. How do you think he felt? You know, right. I mean, he's probably getting carried around. He probably felt like shit. You know, so I don't know, dude. I just. Uh, <laughs> What do you think the motive is? Because, yeah, he fought Holland, who's a big name, but Diaz is Diaz. Do you think he just knew he wasn't – because what is – what's the reason to do that when you're main eventing against Diaz, which is such a bigger name? I mean, I don't understand the thinking there. Did he just think, fuck it, I'm not going to make it down? I don't know. I just I, – I, part of me, guys, I think some – Khabib made a good point, and I and I'm not I'm not Muslim, so I don't I I would be it's it's not my place to say he needs more Muslims around him, but I do think it's like who are the people around you? You got a good team, but is bringing Darren Till in really helping anything? A guy that's missed weight, a guy that's yeah. kind of a knucklehead, is, is bringing Darren Till around? Yeah, it's good for social media, but is it good for fight day? You know, I feel like I feel like Chimaev's fight week was just so swirled up with him just wanting to tussle with everybody. You know, like I don't know, I just. Maybe maybe he's just been lying to himself and he needs to beat 185 pounds. You know, it, it's 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 a weird deal, but it's like it did seem 
whether he knew the Chamaya fight was in the bank or not, like you would think they'd say, Hey, you got to, you know, keep it together. It's like, you wouldn't be out eating cheeseburgers in the public eye for fans to comment on Twitter about, right. you know, the Holland fight. You mean the, the Holland yeah, fight, the, the, the Holland yeah, fight. Yeah. yeah. The Holland fight. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so it's, I just uh, think he likes the fucking fight and I don't think he gives that much of a fuck. He'll be like, all right, I think you even hear him. Everything's like, ah, oh, my coach says the, this or that. I'll listen to my coach. Like he doesn't really, I just think he wants to smash people. I just think. Well, then go. I think he should just go to eighty-five. If you just want to eat and train, like like Andreas uh, Michael said, then just go up to eighty-five. In fairness, another fighter. Uh, if this happened, they can be like, "Look, that's your last time. Now you're a one eighty-five fighter." Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what they'd say in the past. This should happen. So, yeah. you know, I'm not. I'm not. Starting shit. I'm. I like. Sure. Like, and I like when they ask him, like, "What? Who? Do you think this would jeopardize, jeopardize you fighting for that 170 title?" He's like, "Who else yeah. are you gonna give it to?" Well, they'll give it to somebody that makes weight. One. I mean, you yeah. Know, that's a big. It, he's making kind of light of the fact that he that he didn't make weight. That's what that bothers me. So I'd be all for him. You seemed arrogant. You know yeah. what I mean? Seemed you know, arrogant. Who yeah. Who else are you gonna give it to? Like, yeah, Bilal Muhammad. I mean, there's yeah. other people. I don't know. Ten pounds. You almost missed it by fucking ten pounds, dude. You're yeah. almost, you almost came in at a, I mean, at, at a different weight class. It remind me of when poor Marvin Vittori fought uh, Paul Costa. Paul Costa. Dude, and it's I'm, funny that you bring him up because if I was to say when you look at what's next for Chamayev, I'm not saying any fight at 170. I don't think you deserve to fight for the belt. You, you can't count on him. Think right. about this. You, okay, who else are you going to give the title fight to? I'm going to give the title fight to somebody I don't got to worry about making weight or not. Because that's, that's a real thing. So for me, I think that you, with all your antics you did during fight week, the missed weight, the fights with Holland, the fights with Diaz, the fights with Costa, I think you just earned yourself a date with the latter of the three. I think that Chemayev's next fight should be against Paul Costa. And, I also wonder if... I'm hearing okay. swirling rumors that that fight it could actually be taking place in brazil i'm hurt you, I, I'm, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you do you think that he goes to 185 because he knows that the next fight for usman is probably going to be an edwards rematch i, I mean edwards edwards first defense will probably be against tomorrow so he knows he's not going to get that fight next anyway um so maybe in, in colby maybe won't fight him or he won't fight colby and he's just like fuck it i'll just go up now well for colby to get chael made a good point you got to sweeten the pot to get colby in there you got to, he's not just going to come in and fight. You got to be like, okay, this will get you a title fight or, oh, we'll give you Maz with all, but you get your main event. You know, like you got to to get Colby in there, you got to sweeten the pot. So I just, I don't think that you could sweeten the pot with, hey, you want to fight Shemaev in a main event? He, he, he wouldn't even guarantee him a title fight if you beat him, you know, a third title fight. So who knows? Right. Colby. Although with Edwards as the holding the belt, it's a more interesting matchup for Colby because he's lost to Kamaru twice. So against Edwards, you, I think he gets that shot before he gets a shot at Usman again. I think Colby would absolutely bury Leon, and I hate to say it. I just think if you, I, I mean, just I mean, I'm saying I know the altitude mess with Leon, but dude, you want to talk about a guy that can put a wrestling pace on? Colby makes the guys he fights feel like they're fighting at altitude, like he breaks them with their pressure. You know, he will stay in your face with the wrestling. He'll suck the life out of you. I think I don't I don't think it would be an easy fight, but I think it would be one way traffic. Since he got smacked in the street, we <laughs> he haven't heard we haven't heard nothing from him. Well, you, and you hear conflicting reports. Like some people say, "Oh, you know, he's claiming he got whiplash and he's got a neck injury," and then I'm saying, is, he, like, is he holding back? Is he holding off? Because he's like, "Look, I can't even." Do my sport and compete because I got my thing busted, and so he's trying to really put Jorge away or what? Well, I don't know. I think he really stuck himself in a rock in a hard place because I think he was playing that point up big time, and then he watched Kamara lose and was like, "No, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. fine. I'm, I'm still ranked number one. I'm good. I can fight. I feel great." Uh, oh, okay. I was wondering. If he was, I thought it might be a lawsuit thing. I'm like, "Well, is he suing Masvidal and he has to claim I can't fight?" And all of a sudden, if he fights, it might hurt a lawsuit. I mean, maybe yeah. not. Who knows? Um, what do you think? I'm oh, sorry, I got Matt. No, I was just saying he's a dirtbag. Yo, <laughs> uh, you know, he talks about people's kids. You know, yo, yeah. Yeah. Sa yo, Sadiq Youssef, man. The wow, free, he really had to Sadiq put that free. work in. <laughs> 30 seconds, dude. Head knock, uh, Armin Guillotine. It was reminiscent of Mr. Henzo versus Pat Militich, Hikaru Almeida versus several people. That head Norman Guillotine, it's way better to jump to guard with the arm in than the mm -hmm. arm out. You mm -hmm. can have a money guillotine, but when you but in a fight especially, you jump the guard, a lot of times that head pops out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't pop out when you got the arm in also. That's why when you see guys, they jump mm -hmm. 
Jimmy, you understand? Like, in other yes. words, like, have the neck, the head pops out. But when I got it under the armpit and I'm grabbing that. With the so arm did you in, grab your wrist, Matt, when you close? Yes, I grabbed the wrist of the choking arm. Okay. Yes. So and when I do that, I put my arm in deep mm. as far as it goes. Yeah. I grab and I jump the knot of my belt to his. So when, my, when I'm doing this one, I make it as high as possible. Yeah. And then really when I concentrate on when it's snug, it's not like an elbow up guillotine where my wrist is going to be strangling him. Yeah. It will. But when I lay down with it, I make my armpit heavy where he's looking between his legs. Okay. And that's what cinches in. When that I make the armpit heavy and my arms, and it makes him look between his legs. That's and why when I took the guard with it, they end up flipping over right into mount. Because and then you just, close full guard and like try to push their hips like away from them, like you're stretching them, or do you? Just no, I don't. I don't pull them away. I pull them into me close. Okay. I pull that them in close, sense. and I make my armpit heavy. Okay. And then it just then it's beautiful. A little yeah. unfiltered technique on a Monday. Yes. Yeah, yeah. As if I was in studio with Jimmy, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I would take a good strangling just to demonstrate, like when you strangled uh, and Matt choked Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, we had on because he was Laura, a heavyweight Laura. wrestler. You know, I strangled was Ari Safir because he was oh. showing me the answer to the phone, and I told him that shit don't work if you wait no. the right. Did it and work? I was, I was talking about that. No, oh, well, it did work. Would answer the phone. The Sandman was calling him, and he was going to be visiting him. <laughs> so anyway. when you when you defend arm triangle, do you go the arm that's coming across? Do you go back to the mat and drop the elbow in? You know Somebody was doing the correct go. Oh, Jan, fuck. Yeah, she was doing the correct defense. Yeah, uh, she would have been out. Mackenzie had a beautiful head norm. Yeah. And what does Jan do? The nearest leg. Where yeah. if it's hi guys, it's if, like doing a cannonball. I'm stuck like this. The yeah. nearest leg I bring up and I grab. She was I was worried because she was grabbing like this. Yeah, and she and Mackenzie Tur Duren was trying to clear her leg with clear her grip with the knees with her yeah. knee. But when you grab here, interlock your finger around your own leg and extend. Yeah, I an arteries open. Can you see what I'm doing? So yeah. I'm grabbing around. I extend this. So now my left carotid artery is open. So that's what she was doing, and it yeah, okay. saved her ass. It saved her. And was that I, towards the end of the round, or did she just get out of it? I, I that remember that. The, I think she got. I think the round ended with once. her in the arm triangle in round two. It, I'm not. I gotta see it again. But I remember being like, "She's fucking done. She's done." And then I'm like, "Fucking Uriah Faber, you crafty little guy." Yeah. <laughs> Those alpha fucking males. Yeah. They, right. uh, team Alpha. They 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 were they, they did the right escape, and it yeah. was. When I see shit like that, I go, oh, look at that shit. It works, you know? Yeah. I'm going to teach that later. Sorry, it's in my head. But <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I loved it. I love that escape. There's another fight I want to mention, though, before we uh, start to get. Oh, it's Mike Davies. Uh, Davis. Oh, Mike Davis? <laughs> Mike Davis, dude, at the end of that fight, you got to give, uh, who is it? Borshev? Borshev? Yeah. Vichislav Borshev. Yeah. Slava Borshev. Amen. Eve effort, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying and he might have busted his orbital. He had great moments <laughs> on the feet, you know, just the wrestling. Mike people overlook Mike Mike Davis's wrestling a lot, but he's just a tremendous athlete. I mean, look at he's a physical specimen. And he and he and he pulled it out. He pulled yeah. it out when when uh he, I mean he was winning, but uh he got hurt in that last round and he knew hey, I'm gonna get on top and I'm just gonna ride this out, and he did. And he did, and even positionally, you know, he definitely, you know, he definitely wanted. He didn't go through all that just to be like, all right, no. I got to boo boo him out. You know yeah, what I mean? He, he made fucking, the right decision. That was good. Yeah, he manned up right there. I love it. Good on him. Uh, we, we didn't talk about Trevin Jones losing to uh, Trevin Jones losing to Tony uh, Barcelos, whose dad yeah. is a seventh degree coral belt. Wow, Pony Barcelo's dad. Yeah, he's. I saw his dad. I I saw that in the fact sheet, and then I saw his dad walking around the hotel, and I was like, oh yeah, that guy looks like he's a coral belt. Hey, <laughs> a coral look. belt. Now, what do you do after black to get to coral? You just get old. Is, <laughs> is that what that is? How does that work? Yeah, and every certain amount of years that you're uh, a black belt, you get a, like every two, and then every four after a certain amount, you get awarded a stripe. So I think yeah, as you get older, you know, I'm sure this gentleman's older. You know, you just put the time in and then you get from training. Yeah. But not, you know, but, uh, you know, it's all about the love of jujitsu, though, Jimmy, which you yeah. do not have. 
No, I do. I'm just lazy. Like I, I, I like I, I love women I've dated, but I'm just a shit boyfriend. But it doesn't mean I didn't love them. Well, I love jujitsu. I'm just lazy. Is lazy going to help you when you're on a subway and there's a rape situation happening to you? I mean, yeah. that is a good that is a good point. Like I do want to take it for that reason. Back pocket. I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell my some of my. Women. I'll answer the phone. I'm going to no, Jimmy. Do not oh, answer. The phone, right? no? Because right. death is calling. Oh. And you don't want to pick that up. <laughs> you don't want to pick that up. I'll tell you the same. I tell my women students, you know where they want you. They want you on the floor, these attackers, Jimmy. Yeah. Because you're a sweet little bird. And then they're going to try to play with you. Yeah. Hopefully everyone would run, run to my defense. I got your back, dog. Thank you very much, Michael. Got That's it. all I got to do. I'll just try to travel with Mike. Uh, that I would appreciate. I'll just, I'll have you come around with me and I'll, hey. be, I'll talk shit yeah, to everybody. Go, Perfect. Guard. You saw that thing on the subway with that dude with the red sneakers, the kick, soccer kicking that lady. Oh. It, not a subway. It must have been Penn Station or Grand Central. Oh, that yeah, mental. Where he was, was that? mumbling you know, about Satan first. Where, He's a lunatic. Where was that though? Grand Central or I want to say Queens actually, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. I remember watching it. She she ran up against the booth and he just stopped she, she her. Ran. This lady ran. He followed her. It was kicking her. And then you see a, a guy come in and go, "Oh, to stop it!" That dude directed it to him. Yeah, I, that guy got his running shoes on. Got the fuck out of Dodge. Jeez. Some hero. Well, you know, he didn't know her. Yeah, that's fucked up. Jimmy, he, <laughs> I mean, language. <laughs> Jimmy, if yes. you were there, what would you, Jimmy? I know you would make Jimmy. You could be a hero, Jimmy. Jimmy I would be. I would do this one day. Hi, I'm in the subway and I'm watching a, a man hit a lady who I don't know, and I'm not willing to get my ass kicked for. That's what I would do. If it was Jimmy. my wife or girlfriend, you know, of course oh, I would. Enter, enter Kevin Holland. Here comes Kevin Holland. That's true. <laughs> Listen to me. You got to. Yeah. That's why everybody should be trained. But anyway, that it's yeah. hey, this Friday going to Comic-Con with my family. We're going to be dressed oh. up like superheroes. Who are you going to be? Come on, meet us over at the Javits Center, Jimmy. I'm not going to be in town. I'm going to be in Los Angeles. Man. What am I dressed like? I got a, I got a, um, a rash guard, like an X-Men rash guard, but it looks like, like the X on it. Like, mm -hmm. and it's like yellow. And it looks like I'm just part of the X-Men team. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'll have that underneath like a, a hoodie. Or else I might have a Punisher. It's like show. Charles Xavier and Wolverine had a child. Together. Like they yeah, had a yeah, kid or some okay. shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. My one kid's got <laughs> Captain America. The other one's Spider-Gwen. Oh, it's going to be fun. That'll be Jimmy, good. I'm looking forward to it. I was, like I said, I was enjoying, I don't, I don't know if you saw Michael Matt's videos on Instagram. It's cute watching your kids train with you. Thank to you. Watch, Like I could see that you're giving, you're actually giving some resistance and then they, she finally grabbed That's your arm. Right way. Yeah, I deleted it already. I'm weird. I put them out there, and then I'm like, oh, I don't like have my kids out there. Oh, you don't know, like showing your kids. And then yeah. I get rid of it. After. That's what I do. I'm usually either high, yeah. and I'm like, ah, I don't want everybody to see it. So I get proud. I put stuff out, and then I end up taking it off. But yeah, uh, that's smart. I love. I'm gonna teach. Listen, I've been teaching a lot. I never teach so many. I never taught so many kids classes in my life because I have all my three girls training. So I love it. It's yeah. Fun. It must make you happy that they like it too. It is. There's other kids in there. Some kids don't enjoy they most. And they're just like, it's like pulling teeth. I see their parents. Thank God my kids freaking love it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's also a social thing for them too. Makes I got them easier. homeschooled. I got them homeschooled where there's social times at my school and also at their dance school. So they're socially very, you know, they're intact. They're not like being homeschooled. They no, they dan they actually do recitals and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, have, like, they do yeah. nationals and all that stuff. Yeah. I actually changed uh this we changed the schedule around to make sure they get at least four structured classes at my school with the kick with the jujitsu and kickboxing too. But we we changed it up because they were doing a, a little too much dance compared to the jujitsu. Right. They, now this see this year, so it's so great. You know what I mean? And like I told you, my wife just had a Mikey. My my wife just had her third kickboxing fight. She might oh, be nice. good now, but she won. She's a three and zero. That's right. Oh, oh, nice. My wife's got a, a Mikey's. No, I know Michael's a good guy. My wife's got a good. Um, she's got a good like a radar of people are good people or not. And she's like, oh, there was a UFC fight. Very nice, very smiley, and very pleasant. Not creepy <laughs> at all. I go that. I, she told me. I go of course because you know, Michael. Yes, he got uh, dude bunch of I can't I don't even know how many times but a bunch of times you've been at the school kind of I don't yeah, know whoever oh yeah. there when Elias was there but it was very no I never story. was I wish that would have been sweet it's a similar relationship we have like you're this you were there yeah. more than a handful of times where I feel like I really know you when yeah. I see you you know and that's how yeah, it was with Elias Elias would come 
And they'd stay for but when these guys come, they stay for a couple of weeks or more. Yeah. I got to hang out with Al and his family and yeah. his boys. And yeah. yeah. So it's like, love, and that was, I got to go to the legendary, the Lexington gym was the, that's the first one, right? Which what was the first uh, four forty out that of was, that Levittown, but we have the Huntington yeah. school now, which yeah. is yeah, no, Levittown. You, that's where it was. I got it. I was now Michael, when I had the two schools, I felt like oh, a yeah. parent always favoring a kid. I tell Jimmy all the time, the pandemic took that school and it took it for a reason. Yeah. So yeah. much better with one school more. Is yeah. not better. My whole family is there. It's my danger room. We have so much fun. That's good. But uh, hey, before we get out of here, Michael Chiesa, what do you want to promote? I think we talked about every fucking fight, didn't we? Yeah. Michael, what are we promoting? Talk to me yeah, about your podcast, podcast, right? Do you want to promote, Mike? Yeah, you know, for me, just, um, you know, I got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, obviously, UFC Roundup, me and Paul Felder. Um, it comes out every Wednesday on YouTube. Um, the Wednesday before the pay-per-view, the Wednesday after the pay-per-view. So definitely check that out. That's always fun. Um, you know, is right now I'm fighting? trying to work. Huh? I'm sorry, is it just fighting or are you guys talking just, about just you guys are in the card and we talk about 20 guys like we have this like a uh, round we have this like round section five rounds we always talk sandwiches at the end so we got this like funny thing with sandwiches we're always you I, know i you got me with you had me at sandwiches yeah see we always have good conversations about sandwiches and uh i'm working i'm trying to work out a deal with xm to get in there with rj clifford and get some stuff going and Ooh. obviously i i don't have children matt this is my child mma is my child and i you know i train i eat sleep breathe live work mixed martial arts so i'm just trying to you know i'm trying to get on xm obviously commentaries in the future for now it's roundup it's talking to you guys and just uh giving taking advantage of every opportunity i can get is the wifey uh, letting you know that the clock's ticking? How old is the wife? No, no, I'm she's, not, I'm she's not. a couple years younger than me. Okay, and you're yeah. and you're 34. 34. 34. Oh, yeah, okay. You're, 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 you got some time. Yeah, I got strong <laughs> swimmers. I think. <laughs> <laughs> me too, but I've wasted them all on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's also great about the TRT is you shoot blanks. Oh, you know? really? Well, shit, man, I haven't pulled out in years, son. Okay. Listen to me. Great talking I, to you, Michael. Uh, and on that note, guys, what do you want to plug, Jimmy? Just Wednesday night, I'm doing my hour at the Fat Black Pussycat. Every Wednesday in October, I'll be uh, doing my hour at 7 p.m. So come down if oh. you're near the comedy store. And also, yes. um, catch me on LFA. We got LFA coming up on the 14th in Sioux Falls. Great card. Um, we have a big announcement. Really, really big announcement. It's going to be a game changer for ways you can view. Wait. LFA fights. That's the clue. So it'll be on the, on the 14th on Fight Pass. I'll be calling the fight. Awesome. Yeah, good talking to you, man. Yeah. Really good having you, as always. Good talking to you guys. Paizan, be well. Woo! Jimmy, always right. a pleasure, boys. Michael, talk guys, to you soon. Great to see you, man. Later, Michael. Kiesa. See you, buddy. Peace out, boys. Thank, Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.